We're recording a very special episode of Polygon's Quality Control because we are, well, I guess we're recorded, but we're in Los Angeles for the Electronic Entertainment Expo. It's E3 2017, ladies. Thank you for joining me, Simone. Hi, Charlie. And thank you for joining me, Allegra. Hi, thanks. I invited the two of you on because you each played the game that I kind of wanted to play. Oh, we're sorry. Instead of the one that I played, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, you're jealous of us and you're mad. A lot of people would be pretty mad that you uh, you d- you didn't play... Uh, oh my God, what, the, what are the words? That the game that you played, you're dissatisfied with. But it's not that I'm dissatisfied. It's just not as batshit goofy as... Super Mario Odyssey. What is going on in this game, Allegra? Oh my God. It's so rad, Charlie. It's like this open world sort of Mario game where you literally possess people and you just run around these like extremely huge, expansive, intricate worlds, just throwing your hat at people, taking over their bodies and collecting moons if you want to. But mostly you're just like controlling people's bodies. It's weird. It's really weird. All right. So, but I. What is this experience like? How did they pitch this? What did the demo start out as? Like, Yeah, so basically what they had available for us was they had two different kingdoms. So there's basically a bunch of parallel kingdoms that Mario's traveling to in his ship, which is called the Odyssey. Um, and so they had two of those available. One of them was New Donk City, which was great. And then the other one was just like a sand kingdom, a desert kingdom. Um, and so basically it was just like hey just play around like dick around in these kingdoms like yes technically there is some sort of quest line you're supposed to follow but it wasn't like overbearing it really was just like you're plunked down in these worlds and you can just do whatever you want that's one of the things that struck me about watching the little bit of uh super mario odyssey that i saw was that it's so open and it feels so non-linear like you have so many options with what you can do um like it's a Mario open world game, like freaking Breath of the Wild is a Zelda open world game. And that is really wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about that too, of like how Breath of the Wild sort of subverted the typical Zelda chain of like, okay, you're going from temple to temple. And with Mario, we're kind of thinking you're going from world to world, but this, I assume it's like, you're still linearly traveling from like New Donk City to the Sand Kingdom to whatever the heck. But it wasn't like, oh, there's like a very clear objective you're supposed to do. It was literally like, do you want to hang out in the Sand Kingdom or do you want to hang out in New Donk City? Well, so, but like, what does Mario get to do when he throws his hat and possesses them? Uh, so there, I mean, the ultimate objective is to collect these moons and then there are quest givers like situated around the kingdoms. Okay. So in New Donk City, there was Mayor Pauline, which is like a throwback to like old school Super Mario Brothers. Okay. Um, so basically she was like, oh, hey, Mario, like I want you to do this one thing for me. It was like collect musicians for this concert, which seems silly. I don't necessarily know how that translates to the overarching narrative, but like, you know, it's still like Peach has been kidnapped by Bowser, yada, yada. So you and do... Mario's just dicking around and Mario in New Donk City. <laughs> right? He can save his girl, but also maybe after like 30 years, he's realized, you know what? Screw Peach. She never wants to like give me any. I'm just going to hang out in these cool ass places. Mario used to be so single-minded about rescuing Peach. And now just like any other video game, he's like, mm, I'm going to do some side quests first. <laughs> Like, literally, it's just like a legion of side quests. That's Mama amazing. Side quests. <laughs> so sorry. Side quest. That, that sounds really fun. I saw, I think it was Pat threw 
Mario's hat and like took over a a fire hydrant and was just like spinning around the top of the fire hydrant and spraying water all over the place mm-hmm. and then threw his hat and uh, onto a businessman and was driving around a remote control car. It's mm-hmm. just every every little encounter that that game has feels unique and handcrafted and just so much fun. Yeah, like there's so many big Easter eggs all over the world. Like we were doing this, we were doing the sand level and there was one part, like you were supposed to go through this like specific course, but there mm. were different branching parts of the course. And so there was one part and the person who was giving us the demo was literally like, oh, no one at Treehouse has ever finished this part of the course. Like you can try it. And then we did. So she was discovering what that does with us. Like that's how big this game is. Oh, that's so fun. Another big game here at E3, though, and the one that I, the one that I'm so interested in, lore-wise, is the new Assassin's Creed game because it's in Egypt. When's the last time you played a game about Egypt, Simone? Uh, Age of Mythology. Oh my god! When I was in middle school. But it's called Assassin's Creed Origins, Origins. right? Yes. Tell me all about this game. So Assassin's Creed Origins is kind of taking things back to the roots of the um, the assassins. And there's a lot, frankly, that I don't know about it. Um, for example, when I played that demo, uh, the assassin Bayek has a literal eagle that he can use to scout. So if you remember from the modern Assassin's Creed games, you have eagle vision, which allows you to sort of see through walls because that's what eagles do. Charlie, that's what eagles do. I wasn't aware of that. Well, now you know. I know a lot. Of, I'm a biologist and I know a lot about eagles, um, an ornithologist as well. So this is clearly like calling back to the roots of the assassins, maybe before they they had some of their almost mythological capabilities. He has a literal eagle, and that's actually how you scout out missions. So you can launch your eagle into the air and kind of see objectives on the horizon and then select one, and then that becomes your your next mission, unlike before where you might open up a map. And there is still a map. Uh, we weren't allowed to look at it, but oh, okay. this is supposed to be like the new way of sort of scouting around. So it really keeps you in the world. You are flying as the eagle and controlling it. Frankly, I think Ubisoft just has really wanted to make eagle games. They made that eagle. They made Eagle Flight. That's eagle so flight. true. They made, yeah, they're freaking obsessed with their eagles. You gotta. <laughs> I remember when they sent? They had the um, eagle photos for Assassin's Creed Syndicate to promote it. They sent like an eagle up with a. Um, a camera on its back in London to take <laughs> photos from the sky as Eagle Vision. That's not accurate to the Eagle Vision in Syndicate. It is accurate to the Eagle Vision in Assassin's Creed Origins. So the part that I played was just kind of on this Delta area, some like small little towns. It is so beautiful. Oh, yeah? The beautiful, beautiful rivers that you can just, you know, pick up boats and sail across. Beautiful um mountains and if you like small rocky mountains and if you ride through them you get to the desert and um like i was like in my demo when i rode into the desert for a mission there was a um random event which was a sandstorm there and it was so beautiful it was just like this wall of sand on the horizon and it was just really really gorgeous so it feels like they put a lot of care into the design of that world. I rode through lots of like farms with what looked like um, rice paddy fields. I'm not sure if that's a crop they grew in Egypt. But I'm just mm-hmm. saying it looked like that. I don't know what they were actually growing. Um, they were farming. They were beautiful farms full of water. So um, there's definitely a lot of care put into the way that things look. And another nice touch that I really liked about it is that when I was uh, looking for boats, I, I had to borrow a boat from someone and 
you don't like steal the boat and knock them off it. You ask if you can borrow it and then they sit on the boat. The NPC just sits on the boat while you use it. And I think that's such a nice touch because like Bayek, the character, he cares so like it's very clear in the little bit that I played. He cares a lot about Egypt. He cares a lot about his homeland and he kind of want he wants to protect it from people who want to take Egypt from Egyptians or misuse the land. That was like clearly a theme of, even though we didn't see a lot of the overarching story in the bit that I played, that was like people, you know, people who are trying to steal this land must be, he, he's very against that anyway. So it was really nice to me that he didn't like knock his fellow Egyptians off boats to go sailing, which I would have done anyway, but he didn't do it. So that was kind of nice. Uh, combat wise, it's definitely they're going back to a more complex combat, which we last saw in Assassin's Creed Unity with different weights of weapons. Um, but there are also they've basically they've remapped the controls and stop me like punch me in the face if I get too granular on this because <laughs> I can feel ahead. it coming up. Uh, they've remapped it so it's not just pressing square or um, whatever the frick that button is on an Xbox controller to attack. You're actually using the triggers to attack. And the weapon that oh. I was using was a heavy weapon. So there were basically, uh, you could I could do a long press on the trigger to do a very heavy attack or a short press to do sort of a, a two-part attack. So that's it's, they're adding a little complexity there. So I'll be very interested to see how that feels in the full game it mechanically it ran fine when i played it uh it, it felt it felt solid which okay. is i'm what people want to hear from an assassin's creed game that's not why i play those games i play it for the story for the history oh that sounds so, yeah. that sounds so fascinating i'm really excited to see where they go with it yeah, that's cool this week's episode of quality control is brought to you by our sponsor the art of shaving now, The Art of Shaving was founded in New York in 1996, and since then, they've been helping guys look their best for over 20 years. The Art of Shaving helps you with the four elements of the perfect shave. You can start by prepping your skin with their signature pre-shave oil, then create a foamy lather of shaving cream applied with a shave brush. Then you're going to shave and replenish your skin's moisture with their aftershave balm. Now, our listeners are going to receive 15% off their first order and free shipping by using the promo code QUALITY. To get this offer, go online to The Art of Shaving. Use our special promo code QUALITY to get 15% off your first order and free shipping. Or, for a consultation with a grooming expert, step into one of their many retail locations near you. Now, the game that I went and I played uh, was Wolfenstein 2, The New Colossus. And so you guys, both of you wanted to, to get hands See, on this, this game as well? this is why you say you wanted to play our games. And I'm like, oh my God, dude, everyone wants Literally to play Wolfenstein. everyone <laughs> is so jazzed about Wolfenstein. And they're not taking appointments. So how did you wait in line? No, they, they let me write in. Well, I'm a judge this year. I'm a judge oh. for E3. So there was a little tiny room back behind the booth. And they're like, come right in, Mr. You Hall. got that judge card. <laughs> yeah. And I got like a good half an hour with the wow. game. <laughs> is it going to win? I don't know. We're going to have to see. I can't let it out. This show, this show will go up tomorrow. I can't okay, let out my votes. Tell us what you saw. I saw probably one of the most graphic and violent games that I've seen in a long time. But wow. that's Wolfenstein, right? Like Ooh. that is that series. It's shooting people in the head. It's chopping stuff off. It's blood everywhere. But the weird part about this one, uh, BJ Blazkowicz is pretty messed up. 
like throughout the whole intro that I played. He's in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. He's got a, a a bag that he pees into that's taped to his thigh. Oh, damn. Like, he can't walk. He can't get around. Like I'm going through this giant nuclear-powered fusion submarine in a wheelchair with a machine pistol. I'm like he's wow. hoisting himself over <laughs> so, the bulkheads. So video gamey. Oh, it's, it, but I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. I've never driven a wheelchair, but this one controlled really well. <laughs> And so I could get right up against cover with my wheelchair and I could kind of lean out of my wheelchair and shoot around cover with the wheelchair. Oh my God. And so I'm driving the wheelchair down torpedoes that have fallen in some kind of struggle with another vessel. It was really good. It was really good. <laughs> I'm back on the on the Wolfenstein train. That's badass. Did you play uh, New Order? I played the New Order. I kind of okay. bogged it down. Yeah. I kind of bogged down. There was a, a stealth mission out by a, a rail yard, I believe. It was a while ago. But it's, it was one of those games I just never finished. Yeah. But I respected what they were doing. Just got a little repetitive for me. Mm-hmm. This didn't feel as repetitive. I was, I was using puzzles. There were these microwave traps. And you would turn the microwave traps on and Germans would walk through them and just, <gasps> just stuff everywhere. There was a, Sounds but the, like they're going balls to the wall from moment one. Oh, yeah. That's wild. Oh, yeah. But then there was also a bit of humor, too. Like, there's this wide shot where BJ is talking to one of his allies, and in the background, you see, like, this one German trooper come around the corner, and he's like... And he starts, like, literally tiptoeing like a ballerina, like, I'm going to make it through this trap, and it just... It was all over oh for him. Oh, my God. It was hysterical. But then it got weird. <laughs> Then it got weird. It hasn't been weird with the wheelchair and the torpedoes and the guts everywhere. Okay, so Frau Engel from the first game is one of the big bads. Her daughter's in this game. Her daughter is a larger woman. And Frau Engel mercilessly berates her about her weight and her lifestyle and like... It it, mm-hmm. it it really made me feel like weird and uncomfortable. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And and then the demo ends with Frau Engel like making her daughter heft an axe to behead this woman to like prove her worth and loyalty. Oh, and that's shit. Oh with, shit! With the axe what? poised in the air, that's where it ended. Oh, oh my god! It 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 got dark. It went from like this weird, funny, gory, shooty thing to this strange, like abuse tableau with this poor Nazi and her daughter. <laughs> like it, it was, it was weird. That is really interesting. I'd be very curious to see, I guess, tonally how that that whole game plays out. And I'll find out yeah. someday. Yeah, there's a lot Bethesda. of there's a lot of rumors flying around on what BJ is able to do with that strange little ring that we see mm-hmm. around his neck. He didn't have that ring mm-hmm. in the part of the game mm-hmm. that I played. Mm-hmm. So uh, that that looks like a new addition that comes after the part that I played. But yeah. So basically, it was super fun. It felt good to play. It definitely did. And it was weird as hell. And it was weird as hell. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I guess I mean that's what people want slash expect from Wolfenstein, right? Yeah, and it looked good. It was rock solid. It looks so fucking good. Thank you, ladies, for joining me. I gotta I gotta put in a quick plug here though for your new podcast, which Aww. I heard the first episode of and terribly enjoyed. Please tell the listeners of Quality Control about the Polygon show. The Polygon show. It's a show. <laughs> Someone on the E3 show floor came up to me the other day and said, I love the Polygon show. And I thought for a second, what is he talking about? (laughs) Which one? We don't have a show. (laughs) We do have a show, though. Uh, So it's me, Allegra, Ashley O, our social media manager, and Chelsea Stark, our news editor. Uh, And every week we get together, we talk about what we're playing. We talk about uh, some 
exciting stories. Uh, we we rip we rip those stories apart, and then we read letters from listeners uh, that people send us, and apparently we have a ton. So I'm very excited to get some of those. We're going to be recording an E3 episode immediately after this. So if anyone wants to hear more about what we played at E3. They can do that. And that episode will go up right alongside this episode of Quality Control. Thank you, ladies, again, both for joining me. 